the Fade 5 Podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your bets, you jack wagon. Bradley noise. I was here alongside the good uh, Nathaniel Lundy. Tis indeed uh, the Fade 5 Podcast presented by Suavecito Tequila. And good Lord have mercy. I needed multiple bottles of the love juice last night and during uh, that national title game, which, uh, to be honest, I turned off at halftime. It was a drubbing. It was a thumping. It was a full-blown massacre issued by the Bulldogs, who rightfully claimed uh, their back-to-back national title uh, in TCU. Just an embarrassment, really. A great season for them. Uh, they weren't even supposed to be in this position, and they clearly showed that they did not deserve to be in the title game. Uh, Luddy uh, made up a little bit of cash last night. Meanwhile, I drained my pockets of the Dolores in the process. Well, in the player props, uh, the only one I hit last night uh, was Brock Bowers, and he uh, more than doubled up uh, his receiving yards number, which closed at 63 and a half. But that is in the past. Uh, we need to now focus on the pros in the playoffs. And uh, Luddy, I don't know if you've seen some of the early lines, uh, the sides, the totals, maybe some uh, player props that could be out there, but. Early NFL pick to click. What is your strongest lean on this Tuesday? Um, I've got two for strongest lean. So we talked about this on the TV show last night. Um, if you look at the last two years, Brad, since they extended the playoffs and added that additional wild card team. So what that has meant the last two years is that there have been six wild card games over the course of wild card weekend uh, again for some of you that need a reminder maybe you've had a little bit uh, too much suavecito lately uh, like you. brad um yeah. and you need the little reminder here's what's interesting brad in the last two years last year it was four out of the six games the year before it was three out of the six games that were double digit wins Oh wow! And if you go back to the to the previous two postseasons when there were only four games, combined only one of the eight were double digit wins. So what's happened is as they've extended this, we have seen some lopsided games by adding in that additional wild card. So I got two for you. If there is going to be a double-digit win. The one that I believe is going to happen is San Francisco over Seattle. So the yep. fact that San Francisco is favored by 10, I'm okay with that. If we follow the trend that there's going to be a couple of these games that get decided by double figures, San Francisco is the one that I am leaning towards uh, the most right now. Just on straight spread, Brad, I really like Cincinnati minus six and a half um, against Baltimore. Um, I know we're, we're waiting on news from John Harbaugh as to what the status will be for Lamar Jackson. Is he going to practice it all this week? What's going on? But if you dive into some of the numbers, Brad, Cincinnati's run defense kept getting better as the season went yeah. along. They actually started, they really started to tighten down in the trenches. And so I know Lamar Jackson is a different beast, man. And if he were 100%, I might have a slightly different feel, but if he's going to play and he's not 100%, or if they're not able to use him, the way Cincinnati's run defense has played of late, I, I think Cincinnati by a touchdown plus feel – I've got a lot of confidence in, in that one. I've got some other leans um, in some of the other games, but those are the two that stand out to me the most. If there's going to be a quote-unquote blowout – I think it's going to be the Niners, and I really like Cincinnati only laying six and a half because I've got a feeling that as this week goes along, the longer we go without getting Lamar Jackson news, 
the more that line is going to stretch. And I really like that right now it's only at six and a half. Yeah, I agree uh, wholeheartedly with that uh, point of view. In fact, I'd probably play it up to nine and a half. I mean, Gus Edwards uh, exited with an injury last week, so that is another blow to the ground game. If he is unable to go, I know J.K. Dobbins has been nothing short of brilliant here down the stretch, but uh, the Bengals are outstanding and uh, really across the board. I think their biggest weakness is in pass defense right now, and Lamar has got a ton of accumulated rust in that uh, area if he does actually see the field. So a lot of question marks uh, tied for the underdog, not necessarily favoring that game. And that's why uh, Lundy and I got a little bit of cat scratch fever, if you will. Uh, I got a total that I'm digging in on. I like the over in the Jacksonville and Chargers game. It's set at 47 and a half. Uh, As we've said repeatedly on this program, There are defensive shortcomings for both franchises. Uh, You look at LAC, they cannot stop the run worth a damn. They give it up over five yards per carry the running back position this year. Jacksonville, meanwhile, it's on the back end where they struggle and struggle mightily uh, trying to bottle up the passing game. So I think this one's going to be a shootout of sorts. A game that could maybe easily be in the mid to high 20s. And as a result, at 47 and a half, I think there's some pretty good value there on the over on that total right now at BetMGM at minus 110 with our early thoughts in the NFL. Put to bed. Let's get back after it and dream nothing but winners in college hoops with another edition of the Fade Five. Number five. All right, numero cinco, let's go to Lundy's part of the country there in the Rocky Mountain region, the Mountain West Conference. One of my favorite conferences, honestly, to bet on and really to watch. It's a very good league, uh, mostly from top to bottom. And I think this game is going to be nip and tuck. But more than anything else, I think it's going to be higher scoring than what the books have the line at right now. Give me the over, oh, the over on Air Force in Colorado stayed at minus 132. Best line right now at points bet at minus 110. And honestly, I may play this up to like 135 and a half, 136. Ultimately, why both these teams are jack happy, kind of like me in high school. Uh, they shoot a ton of threes. Uh, you look at Colorado State, uh, very leaky defensively. Uh, so far in Mountain West play, number 11 in adjusted defensive efficiency. Uh, but 45.3% of their shots come from beyond the arc. You look at Air Force, not much better. Uh, they are 37.3% three-point percentage defense allowed in the Mountain West Conference, uh, and they're also dead last in that category uh, in league play. And not only that, too, but a team that shoots a ton of threes, over 42% of their shots come from downtown. So uh, I know these guys are middle of the road in terms of pace. Air Force a little bit slower, but they usually – play and abide by whatever the home team's pace is set. And Colorado State kind of likes it a little bit brisk under uh, Nico Medved. So I think ultimately here, as long as the threes are falling at an average clip for both of these clubs, the Falcons and the Cam, the Ram Mighties here, I think the over on 132 is awfully low. This game should finish in the 70s. And uh, Lundy, looking at some of the uh, you know advanced analytics sites out there, Bartorvik, Ken Palm, Haslametrics, every single one of them has is between 146 and 150 on this line. So it seems like there is a tremendous amount of value uh, with Air Force and Colorado State on the over 132, unless all these guys are going to have like pregame episodes of diarrhea. So fade or follow 
on that over 132 between Aim High Air Force and CSU in this Mountain where, West battle. Minus 110 in points bet. Where the hell did you – why are you talking about diarrhea? Where the hell did that come from? <laughs> uh, maybe I had a recent bout. I don't know. Oh, my goodness. Calm down, my man. Uh, yeah, uh, folks, take the over in this one. Um, and honestly, uh, Brad, I think this one, this game to me is a is a is a double down. So not a two unit bet. But what I mean by that is make a bet on the standard line. Do it at the one thirty two and then take plus odds. Go find an alt total of right around, say, 136 to 137. Do another five points um, and get it up into positive territory. Folks, let me give you a, a, a couple of reasons why. With, uh, for Colorado State, for example, in their last game against Fresno State, they only gave up 57. However, in the four previous games for the Rams, here's how many points they gave up. 80, 78, 88, and 73. So Colorado State susceptible to giving up the points. Here's the last three for the Zoomies. 77, 75, and 71. So mm. just looking at the at the recent trends, I mean, all I'm doing here is talking about the last four, three to, three to five games for each of these teams, and they're showing their weaknesses on defense. Now, against each other, that's where it gets interesting. But you're talking about jack and threes. If some of those start to fall, we all know three-point shooting from outside the arc is really damn contagious. If one guy starts hitting them, everybody starts hitting them. So I, I like, I really like this as a, at the standard line, Brad, but I like the idea of doubling down, bumping it up by a few points to get myself into positive territory, then making a second bet just in case this turns into a bit of a shootout. Uh, let me correct myself. Air Force, I said, is giving out 37.7% from three. That's actually what they are netting. What they are giving up far worse in Mountain West play, 46.9%. Take the over, over, and over again. Number four. All right, uh, from the Rocky Mountains uh, to the wetlands of the Southeast. And let's talk about LSU and Florida and the Tigers down there on the bayou or playing the host here. And I'm going to take them plus one and a half at minus 110 at BetMGM on this line. I know LSU is really lackluster, but they are uh, an impeccable 9-0 and at home this season, including a key victory against the Arkansas Razorbacks. They're an SEC play that happened uh, just a week ago. LSU 1-2 overall in the SEC in their last 30 days. Uh, they're number 334 in two-point percentage D. That's a clear weakness. Uh, but number 43 in three-point percentage D. So they're doing a pretty good job of extending out. Number 252 overall in effective field goal percentage defense. And you look at their offense, uh, more improved by that number. Number 126 in effective field goal percentage offense. Now, meanwhile, I look at Florida. Very stout defensive club over the with the Lululemon sporting Todd Golden calling the shots there uh, on the sidelines. Number eight and adjusted defensive efficiency, but they're just three and four this season in road neutral games. Uh, they are number two and two point percentage D due to the presence of Castleton inside uh, blocking shots like nuts. But they're 0 and three in their last three games away from Gainesville against the spread. So LSU, a team that really needs to build a resume here. And this is kind of a early bubblicious matchup of sorts. I think they hold home court. I think uh, they, they ultimately lose by a point or less. Hell, they could win this game and take down Florida. So 
Give me Go Tigers, uh, G-E-U-X or A-U-X, however they spell it down there on the Bayou. Minus 110 at Ben MGM. Lundy, uh, speak some Creole to me. Do you like this uh, or are you going to fade me? I don't know any Creole. <laughs> is gumbo Creole? Is that technically? A uh, yeah, I think, I think so. Technically it is. Et, oh, oh, etouffee. Ah, there we go. I, I have no idea what that means. It's It's food. It's it's oh, another well, it's a seafood. Uh, I don't really like it because I don't really like shellfish, but my wife likes etouffee. When we were down in New Orleans for the Final Four, when she was getting her Jayhawk on, uh, that was what she kept ordering everywhere that we went. She oh. was like, "I am in heaven." She was she was loving it. Uh, I'm gonna fade you on this one because LSU sucks against the spread at home. They're only one and five in their last six home yeah. games. Um, do I think they could uh, eke this one out? Yes. Uh, but you're right. This is a resume type builder. You can't be losing at home. You got to step up. I know it's early in the season, but this is the stuff that people make note of, right? People yep. on the committee, uh, they're making notes in whatever their little black book is uh, that are keeping track of all this shit. Um, so I, I'm actually going to fade you on this one, but it's not because I necessarily feel one way or the other. I just LSU hasn't shown me anything at home. They're not good. They're one in five against the spread in their last six. So I'm going to fade you on this one. And primarily uh, because uh, I just, I'm tired of agreeing with you on every episode of this damn podcast. It's time for me to start standing up for myself. I got to stand up for myself. Damn it. I say no. I say uh, LSU does not cover. I'll take Florida. Uh, fade the noise. Uh, Lundy, it's bound to be profitable for you. Number three. All right, let's get a little two-leg money line parlay on the board. I love going with two-leg money line parlays, three legs, sometimes on occasion, like on a Saturday slate when you have like 150 or 200 games on the docket. I, I will go up to four legs uh, on that slate, but just two legs tonight. And first off, I'm going to start off with St. John's, uh, the Johnnies, to win straight up against the visiting Butler. And on the second leg, give me Iowa State, uh, at home against a downtrodden Texas Tech team that honestly I don't think is going to make the NCAA tournament uh, despite the recent brand name that was built there. So getting back to the Johnnies, why are they going to win? Uh, well, yeah, they're 1-5 in five at Biggie's play. But Butler right now is the worst team in the conference in myriad categories, especially on offense. They're only netting 0.98 points per possession in Biggie's action. Number six, though, an effective field goal percentage defense. Uh, however, they're 3-5 and five in road neutral games this season. Uh, meanwhile, I look at St. John's. You know they play up-tempo with zip, 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 up and down there. Andre Corbello, the former fighting Illini, maybe one of the coolest looks in college basketball, he's got the fro, he's got a sleeve of tattoos, and he's got the tinted orange shades on. It, it's pretty cool. You got to see it. And his game uh, matches. It's extraordinary at times. Also frustrating at times. But I, I think they could fire it on Sillers tonight uh, offensively. This uh, team, uh, number seven, an effective field goal percentage offense in Big East play. So they've underachieved so far. And they're number eight in defensive uh, just a defensive efficiency in Big East action. However, a very good offensive rebounding team because of Soriano. They get a lot of second chance opportunities there, crash the glass. So I think St. John's a better team. They are desperate for a win. They are at home, and the Johnnies will emerge victorious. Meanwhile, Iowa State, impeccable right now in the Big 12. Uh, I think uh, T.J. Otzelberger has done a marvelous job, and this team is trending to a single-digit seed come Selection Sunday. Uh, outstanding defensively, number one in all of college basketball and turnover percentage D, and Texas Tech, 
that's their weakness is coughing up the rock. Uh, they are very turnover prone in general. Uh, not only that, too, but only scoring 0.917 points per possession in conference play. So I think Iowa State uh, coming off a couple of mammoth wins here in the last week on the road. Return to Ames. Uh, Hilton Coliseum, it's always magical. Uh, they're going to wave a wand and uh, dispense the visiting Texas Tech Red Raiders. So feed or follow on this two-leg Monday line parlay. All they got to do is win straight up. St. John's, Iowa State, that happens, plus 120. Get seduced by that juice, Lundy, at DraftKings. Fade or follow. I like it. I'll take it on a plus 120. You already talked about Iowa State. You give it a lot of really good reasons for St. John's, but you're exactly right about Texas Tech. Not very impressive, and uh, I think, you know, I, I get it. It's only January 10th, but right now, outside looking in, uh, when it comes to tournament time, unless Tech goes on some kind of a run. So Iowa State should be able to take advantage of that. Nice big 12 win for them, and I'm all about the Johnnies tonight. Put those two together. Nice, easy, plus 120. I like the fact, though, that for you, it has to be the weekend uh, for you to go to get into, like, crazy seven-leg parlay territory. Like, you just you just decide to be... You know, a little conservative during the week. A little, it's kind of like you know, late night. You're like, all right, I'm gonna have a glass of wine before dinner. Saturday night, you're like, bring me the bottle. Uh, that's exactly right. All the shots on the weekends. Why? I get to sleep in. Number two. All right, numero dos. It's a big spread, and it's gonna scare a lot of people. But I am gonna lay the chalk and play this because Tennessee should win by twenty plus. So I'm gonna lay the seventeen and a half at home there in Knoxville against Jerry Stackhouse and the visiting Vanderbilt Commodores minus one ten at BetMGM. You look at Tennessee seven and three ATS in their last ten. Now, uh, to give credit where credit is due, Vanderbilt is four and one ATS in their last five road matchups. Uh, but Tennessee, one of the best teams in the country they're number four in the nation and assist per field goals made number one and adjusted defensive efficiency giving up just 085.085 uh, points per possession uh not only that too three point percentage they're only giving up 20.8 percent from along the arc and overall an effective field goal percentage defense 37.6 percent uh, and they're pretty damn good in sec play offensively uh, shooting over 60% inside the arc and over 43% outside of it. So you combine an elite defense, and they are the definition of that, along with an offense right now that is molten. Uh, and knowing that Vanderbilt is just mill the road in everything. They're just so unexciting when you try to examine their resume and uh, peel back the layers of the onion. Number 121 in adjusted defensive efficiency on the season. Number 152 in effective field goal percentage offense. I don't think they're going to really challenge the volunteers. My only concern is this thing's at like 19, 20 points with about a minute and a half left. Uh, and Barnes says, hey, hey, let's let's clear the bench here. And as a result, uh, all of a sudden, uh, that minus 17 and a half, we're feeling good about, evaporates. And Vanderbilt not only kicks in, they walk through, they run through that back door. But uh, for all intents and purposes, Put it all together. Volunteers minus 17 and a half. Screw it. I'm taking it. Minus 110 at MGM. Lundy, fade or follow. I'll roll with you with this one. Say, uh, the, the opposite logic, well, I guess same logic, but opposite uh, direction that we were talking about with LSU. Tennessee 7-1 and one against the spread in their last eight home games. So they take care of business when they are there at home. Yes, 
This is a massive spread. Yes, you need to be a little bit concerned uh, about a backdoor cover, but I actually think, Brad, it's going to go. I, I, we never give bench players enough credit, do we? I mean, sometimes when you go to the bench, the, maybe these guys are pretty good. I'm just, yeah, just, you know, maybe they did. I don't know. I'm just, I'm trying to talk myself into this one because I did see this spread this morning when I knew we were going to talk some college hoops on the pod. And I was like, oh, man, like I really am tempted to take that one. But God, that's a lot of points. Brad, I'm going to say Tennessee wins it by 20. So I'll lay your 17 and a half. I say they obliterate them. Uh, nothing sexy about Vandy in this one. Tennessee wanting to make uh, a nice statement at home here in SEC play. Take it. Lay the points. Have no fear. The Vols will take care of the business. You're damn right. Bury the being scared. Go Vols! Number one. All right, numero one on today's Fade 5 podcast. I'm going to lay the chalk with Kansas State and do some shopping uh, at tape time. The best line in the industry was at FanDuel at minus 110, and that line being minus 4.5 against the Cowboys of Oklahoma State. Uh, some books, uh, it's all the way up to minus 5.5, and, and I would probably play it up to that point. Oklahoma State's awfully good defensively, one of the best defensive teams in the country. Uh, and they are top 12 in four defensive categories nationally, as a matter of fact. Uh, however, they have been plagued by their own self-inflicted wounds. Uh, one of the worst and most turnover-prone teams in the Big 12, uh, number one in offensive turnover percentage, meaning they cough it up 23% of their possessions in league action, and they're only scoring 44.2% inside the arc. Still, uh, with Class A, with Boone inside, they have some supreme rim protectors, but Kansas State has been a story. They are maybe the shocker special so far this college basketball season. Uh, the Little Apple, an orchard of points right now. I mean, they scored a buck 16 on the road in Austin against Texas recently. It's amazing what Jerome Tang has done. He was assistant for like 20 years. He's bounced around his first head coaching opportunity, and he's running with it, really quite literally. And you look at K-State, they have won eight straight. Uh, they are number 82 in tempo, so they play at a faster pace. They have scored 80 or more points in a game seven times this year. They're number 27 in the country and adjusted offensive efficiency, uh, netting 35.8% beyond the arc and 54.2% inside of the arc. So uh, their guard play is outstanding, um, and they're just uh, playing uh, superb basketball across the board right now. They're at home. And uh, they're unblemished so far in Big 12 play. And I think that will continue tonight. And I believe they will win by seven plus. Oklahoma State will push them a little bit again because they defend. But I think K State wins by seven plus. Thus, they cover the four and a half. Lundy, fade or follow this spread minus 110 at FanDuel. I am so nervous that there will be some sort of regression on the Wildcats' part. At home? Yeah. I mean, they're eight no at home. So, I, I mean, I, I feel like it's going to happen at some point because, look, it, you can be the shocker special. You can be 14 and one. You can have everybody's attention. But, Brad, normally there's a reason you're surprising everybody, right? right. I mean, right. come on now. There, there's a reason that you sit back and you go, man, how the hell did K-State do this? And I worry that there's going to be a little bit of a regression. So... With that in mind, I'm actually trying to do this on the fly. Talk amongst yourselves. I'll give you a topic. Here's actually what I am thinking I might do with this one, Brad, is just take K-State 
on the money line mm-hmm. and add it to the parlay that you already did. Oh, oh St. John's and Iowa State? See what I'm doing there? I yep. just did that on the fly as we're sitting here at uh, at BetMGM, and that turns it into a plus 214. Woo! So it takes your money line parlay, which was plus 120, and takes it to plus 214. That's actually how I think I want to combine these two together because I am a little bit worried about OK State keeping this thing really close. I think K-State can win it. Like I said, they're 8-0 at home. I think they can go to 9-0. But I do worry about this one being a tough Big 12 type of game and that that 4.5 slash 5.5 that you were talking about, depending upon the book, um, could get a little bit dicey at the end. So I like K-State to win. I don't like this spread. So instead, bounce it with St. John's. Put it in there with Iowa State, like Brad was just talking about on that two leg uh, that we did back at uh, at number three on the list. If you add K State into that, it takes it to plus two fourteen. I feel a little bit better about that than I do just laying the points with with the Cats. Hey, you could dance with the one two. You could leave your old friends behind. Crank the safety dance for Lundy. I'm playing K State straight up minus four and a half against OK State. With that in the books, the paid five. Also in the rear view, it's bonus time. Lundy, uh, maybe hockey, maybe pro basketball circuit, other college action. What else do you have on your betting card tonight? Well, we hit a couple of plus odds things in hockey last night. I'm going to go back to the ice tonight. I've got uh, three different plays for you. Two of them are actually uh, uh, player props on the same guy. But let me start off with an alt-line three-legger for you. These are all three games that I really like the over in tonight, but I'm going to back them all down to over five and a half goals. So I'm taking each one of them from either six or six and a half where it sits right now. I'm bringing it down to five and a half. Do that with the Kraken and the Sabres. They're playing in Buffalo. Do that with Florida and Colorado here in Denver tonight and do that with San Jose. The Sharks are on the road. They're taking on uh, the Yotes of Arizona. Take all three of those games, alt-line them, folks, over five and a half. The payday on that one over at DraftKings for you tonight is a plus 286. That is really, really sexy. Uh, Then I want to go to the Colorado game against Florida tonight. Um, I am all about setting the moose loose. That is Miko Rantanen, um, who leads the abs in goals. It's not even close. Um, He's sitting with, what, 26? Yeah, 26 goals. Kale McCarr and Nathan McKinnon combined have 20 to give you an idea of how hot Moose has been this season for uh, for the Avs. Also, he has multi-point games in three out of his last four home games. So I'm taking him to have over one and a half points in the game tonight. That is a plus 130. Oh, I love that. Um, he, Like I said, three out of the last four home games, he has done it. And then on top of that, I'm going to say that at least one of those points is going to wind up being on the power play, and that's plus 120 for him to have a power play point tonight. Biggest reason for that, one, he leads the team in power play points. He's got 19. Secondly, Florida is third in the NHL in penalty minutes. They can't stay out of the box. Um, so the Panthers are going to give the Abs the opportunity, and if that happens, I think Miko capitalizes. So double down on Miko Rantanen, over one and a half total points, and over a half a power play point. Both of those are plus odds, plus 130 and plus 120, respectively. Uh, So that is where I'm going on the ice tonight. Brad, you got a little bonus for me on the hardwood? 
I do, and I'm going to go to the NBA and stick with that plus odds conversation. Uh, let's do an uh, OGP or SGP in the Portland Trailblazers game. Uh, take it on the Orlando Magic. Give me Dame Lillard uh, to net at least four threes in the game and Portland on the money line. Both those events occur. It's plus 105, and I construct this at BetMGM. You look at Orlando in their last 10. They have allowed a whopping 15.9 makes from way downtown, which is insane. They've also given up 38.8% from three during that stretch. And I know Dame has failed to score at least four threes in, in his last four consecutive contests, uh, but he has gone over this number eight times over the last month. So I think he's got to awake from the slumber, from distance, and go splishy, splashy against the defense. That's just going to leave him wide-ass open for the triples. By the way, to add some support to that one, the Magic just played last night in Sacramento. Four dudes had at least three pointers. Three oh three pointers God. for Sacramento last night. Four dudes had at least three. So you should roll with Dame without a doubt, especially with the Magic on the second night of a back to back. Yeah, I make some dimes with Dame, and I think the Trailblazers ultimately win, and that uh, ultimately sweetens that deal. Again, Dame four plus three is made. Portland on the money line plus one hundred five. Then one other play in college basketball back to the Mountain West, and it's another over on the Wyoming Cowboys. My Cowboys against the Utah State Aggies. This one being played uh, at Utah State. I'm going to take the over at 140. Again, using the predictive metric sites that are out there, they are forecasting this game anywhere between 6 to 10 points higher on the proposed game total. Utah State, another jack-happy team uh, from distance, uh, a squad that 41.2% of their shots come from beyond the arc, and they're netting 41.4% uh, from there. That's number two in the nation. Uh, they're also leaky defensively, number 273 in three-point percentage defense. So Hunter Maldonado in Wyoming uh, should uh, have their way outside. Hopefully they can hit some of those shots. Wyoming, meanwhile, defensively, also very vulnerable. Number 271 in effective field goal percentage defense. Number 248 in three-point percentage. So you're facing a team that loves to shoot the long-distance shots on the road, and you can't defend it. Uh, that's a formula for failure, but it also is a formula of the over-hitting in this game. And uh, not only that, too, but Mountain West play, uh, they are number four in three-point percentage offense for the Cowboys. So, again, I'll take the over on Wyo. Utah State, 140, uh, pulled that from DraftKings. And just a, you know an extra a convincing argument, uh, Utah State's at the over in 10 of 15 games this year. We are out of time on the podcast today. We're going to be back on Friday uh, this week uh, because we're going to be previewing wild card weekend in the NFL and any of the action uh, that's available in hoops or on the ice that night. If you enjoy this podcast, please drop us a rating and a review at your convenience. Also, follow us in all of our selections across the myriad of sports on Twitter. You can follow Lundy at Nate Lundy in his free and accessible spreadsheet, uh, my free and accessible spreadsheet at Noisy Huevos. As always, until next time, feed. Or follow. That is up to you.